0: What's up, guys? It's EJ Holland with the Wolverine back for another YouTube Live Wednesdays. We do it in the chat, uh, answering all your Michigan recruiting questions ahead of National Signing Day, which is exactly one week away. So now is a perfect time to subscribe to the Wolverine.com. Uh, get in for just ten dollars until next football season. So, ten dollars gets you premium recruiting information, uh, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL portal, and you get to be part of a great message board community over on the fort right now for just ten dollars. Um, that's ten dollars until August of 2023, so a full year. And if you're already a subscriber, you can gift a subscription for christmas it's the perfect christmas gift um but yeah also like this video helps with the algorithm um there are a lot of guys in uh in the chat already so make sure to leave us a like it helps others um get into into the chat and get in on the action promotes our video and make sure to subscribe. We are close to 20,000 subscribers. So let's get there. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You get alerts anytime a video pops up. So hope you guys haven't been, yes, go blue, go blue. Hope you guys have been enjoying the Tuesday podcast um, with Zach. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, this guy thinks I'm looking good. I haven't been working out, uh, so so I need to get to that after signing day. Uh, but let's go ahead and answer questions. We already have our first question in. And remember, guys, these Wednesday shows are questions. You don't have to do a super chat. If you want to do a super chat to be kind and contribute to our travel budget that allows us to go see recruits around the country, then you can click that donate button and be a uh, super chatter and you'll get bumped up to the front of the line. All right. First question comes from Tyler Butash, and he says, what are our chances like for flipping Aaron Gates? So, you know, I've been pretty optimistic with Michigan's chances for flipping Aaron Gates throughout the cycle. And for those of you that don't know, Aaron Gates is a four-star defensive back out of the state of Georgia, currently committed to Florida. Um, As you can see here, he's actually a a three-star on three of the four major services, but he's ranked so high on ESPN that he's actually a consensus four-star. I can tell you that Michigan values him much more than the uh, services value him. He's been the top nickel target for basically an entire year. Steve Klingscale has been recruiting him dating back to his time at Kentucky. So this is a kid that has been a top-of-the-board priority. Now, last week, Jim Harbaugh made an in-home visit along with clink scale and defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter. And while I thought it went well, I came away a little more pessimistic. Florida has done a great job of not only building relationships with Gates. He's been committed for more than a year through staff changes, but they also did a fantastic job of helping him through his injury. He did suffer a torn ACL in the fall. And so that might have uh, something to do with his stock dropping in the rankings but florida was there for him throughout the whole process they advised him through things and really helped him out kind of like michigan did with tyler morris last cycle so that means something as well uh and even more than that florida has done more on the nil side Uh, when you have an injury like that i think it is important to secure as much nil as you can right away and i think florida has done a much better job than Michigan with their NIL presentation so last week uh, end of last week I was feeling like Michigan's chances were dwindling especially with NIL being a factor and Michigan not really uh, doing anything in terms of uh, guarantees or upfront NIL or anything of that nature but um, Steve Klinkscale did fly back out to Georgia I believe it was uh, Monday that he was back out there meeting with Gates and his family so Michigan's not going down without a fight. They've had plenty of opportunities to try to seal the deal. They haven't been able to get it done. Things did look bleak earlier in the fall as well, and they got them back on campus for another unofficial visit for the game against Illinois. So Michigan's been right there. They just haven't been able to do it. I think the NIL is going to be too much to pass up for Florida. Um, So we'll see how it kind of shakes out. I mean, kudos to Klink for continuing to recruit Gates as long as he has and getting him on campus as many times as he has. Um, But we'll see. I I think right now, if I had to pick a percentage, it'd be on the lower end, probably like uh, 30%, but uh, not completely dismissing michigan just yet let's go ahead and go down to uh zachary siegel he says any word on a certain 2023 running back committed to notre dame so um as you guys may have seen. It's been popping up on social media and stuff. Michigan is back in contact with Jeremiah Love, top 100 running back. Uh, like you said, committed to Notre Dame. Michigan recruited him earlier in the cycle as a priority cornerback target. I do think he would have the opportunity to play on either side of the ball. Can't give away too many details there. Just know that they're is at least uh some contact from the michigan and we'll see if it turns into something could be nothing could be something signing day always uh gives us reason to to look into things so uh and our great producer hutch has pulled up his profile and you can see here again he's listed as a running back and ranked super high i mean top 100 on espn twenty four seven and rivals and just missed the cut for top one hundred on on three. So Jeremiah Love is an elite player, an elite athlete on either side of the ball. And Michigan would love to flip him from the Irish. Remember, uh, Michigan flipped a Marion Walker on signing day last year. Let's see if they can go two for two with Notre Dame commits. Uh let's go ahead and go down to Matthew Kissler. He says, Give us three signing day surprises. That seems to be Jim Harbaugh's special lately. Um Yeah, obviously last cycle was awesome, man. We had a lot of flips coming in and uh, just some unexpected guys sign. And you had uh, some coaching changes that allowed Michigan to get guys like Derek Moore. And like I said, they flipped Marion Walker from Notre Dame. And it was just a lot of fun. I'm not sure we'll have three surprises this cycle or I'm not really sure it'll be that chaotic like it was last year. But I do think Michigan is... um, you know, poised to pull off at least a surprise. I mean, we just talked about Jeremiah Love. That could be something to continue to monitor. I mean, there's been coaching changes, so Michigan could low-key be working on some guys. I'm interested to see if they sneak in some guys uh, for this last weekend before the dead period. So can't say that I can give three surprises, but I will say that it's something that you definitely can't rule out with the way uh, Michigan closed last cycle. Let's go ahead and go down to Newburgh. He says, with Illinois losing their D.C., is Jair Hill a lock? So on 300 defensive back, Jair Hill, obviously a large topic of conversation this week. Jim Harbaugh made an in-home visit on Monday. Uh, Brett Bielema, Illinois's head coach, was in last week. This has been consistently a Michigan-Illinois battle that has seesawed back and forth since the beginning of the calendar year. But I think Michigan peaked at the right time. They got his final uh, visit of the football season. So he was on campus for the game against Illinois. Um, like I said, happened to be for the game against Illinois and happened to be a Michigan win. So I think that helped. And then Jim Harbaugh getting the in-home right after B-Lama, I think helped as well. And then, like you said, Michigan, I'm, I'm sorry, Illinois lost their DC. Ryan Walters going off to Purdue to be the head coach. So that only helps. I mean, Walters was big, In Hill's recruitment, Uh, I went out to Kankakee several times during Jair's recruitment and Walters was out there at least a couple. And I know he was very, very well liked by Hill and his family and those in the Kankakee staff. So losing him is big. I don't think Purdue really factors in this late in the process, even with Walters uh, going out to be the head coach. And from my talks with Jair, he is not visiting anywhere this weekend. So I think he's going to head into the dead period just it, with it just being Illinois and Michigan. Now I know there's been some reports that he is looking to make his decision during the early signing period. He could actually make his decision uh, in the days leading up to it before that. I know he's been working hard to find a venue to have a big party with his family and his community. Jair is very, very well liked around Kankakee. And so, um, I wouldn't rule out him making a decision in the days leading up to signing day, but either way, it'll more than likely be next week. Um, and I do like where Michigan stands. Again, I wouldn't say lock, uh, considering how back and forth this recruitment has been. But I would say that Michigan has the edge, has the momentum going into signing day. I feel good about my prediction for the Wolverines. So I really think Jim Arbaugh did a nice job. I think Scale has been very, very consistent over the last several months. And I think uh, defensive coordinator Jesse Minter doesn't get a lot of love on the recruiting trail, but he deserves it, man. He's done a great job with Jair. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to our next question comes from Eli Glover and he says what do I think about Cade McNamara and Eric all to the Hawkeyes next year I didn't cover either as recruits I wasn't on the Michigan beat yet so I don't know them personally so good luck to them I know it it seems like they've taken some veiled shots at Michigan so uh usually doesn't pan out too well let's go ahead and go to Kyler Kriegel he says where does Michigan sit with 2025 quarterback Cutter Boley. So Michigan is in the mix with uh, some elite level 2025 quarterbacks, Boley being one of them. Uh, Bryce Underwood, Ryan Montgomery are two others in the 2025 recruiting class that are in the early top 100 on the consensus that have visited. So uh, Boley's been to Michigan a couple of times, actually, and you see his recruiting profile here. Uh, He is the number 46 overall prospect in the country in 2025. So I do think Michigan sits in a good spot there. They're definitely in his top group early on. He's developing good relationships uh, with Matt Weiss and Jim Harbaugh. But at the same time, I think Ryan Montgomery and Bryce Underwood are a little more realistic. Uh, Bowley has a lot of SEC options as well. And uh, with him being a Lexington kid, I, I do think that it's more likely that he ends up in the sec uh but michigan is there uh right at the top like i said he's visited a couple of times he has great relationships with the staff early on he's done these visits on his own dime so the staff really likes him too i mean he's right up there with montgomery and underwood so uh Bully definitely one to keep an eye on as we look at quarterbacks of the future let's go ahead and go down to evan corson he says any chance to flip jacoby johnson and has there ever been has a player ever committed to a school after changing a visit to another school? Uh, so let's start off with uh, Jacoby Johnson, committed to Oklahoma. Haven't heard much buzz there. I do think he fits the Michigan bill. He could potentially be one of those surprises just because, like I said, I think he's a Michigan type of kid, really strong academic student. But it is hard to get guys out of Oklahoma. Uh, I know Michigan um, did that with uh, with Dax Hill a few years back, but it is uh, historically difficult to get in-state guys away from the Sooners. Um, But I do think Jacoby genuinely has liked Michigan. He really has a good relationship with Steve Klingscale as well, but haven't heard anything. Uh, I do love him as a prospect, though, so that would be quite the pleasant surprise and has a player ever committed to a school after changing a visit to another school um yeah that's happened i mean recruiting's pretty wild visits change all the time and i mean you see that like and i'm usually cautious to report visits i'll say tentatively visiting or planning to visit or scheduled to visit because visit plans just change so much but yeah there's been guys that have committed after switching up visits or deciding to take their visits later. I mean, you're dealing with 16, 17 year old kids that are changing their minds consistently. So yeah, I do think that that, does happen so you know maybe not this late in the game like we're a week out from signing day um but yeah i mean it, it I, I don't think like an arian carter who has canceled his michigan visit like three times is going to end up picking michigan but i do think you know if it were earlier in the cycle there could still be a chance for for some movement with guys but this late you know if they're not visiting michigan this weekend and haven't visited Michigan at all, then that or or for some time, that usually doesn't spell good news. Let's go ahead and go down to um, some characters that I don't understand. Um, is Trey Pierce committing in an hour? So uh, Trey Pierce could be making a decision at some point in the near future. I don't know if he's put out an announcement date. Or not, um, you know. I'm not big on Instagram, so I haven't checked that. I know he hasn't put anything out on his Twitter, but I will say that I feel good about Trey Pierce. And you uh, see, on three has him listed as Roderick, uh, three star across the board minus rivals, which has him as a four star. I actually, like that ranking. I think Trey is one of the more undervalued kids in this class. Remember, he's a late riser, former Wisconsin commit. Jim Harbaugh was in home yesterday. I think Jim Harbaugh's done enough to seal the deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan does come away with a commitment in the uh, very near future. All right, let's go down to um, Jonathan Rogers. And he says we're coming off two straight wins versus Ohio state, but they just picked up the number one wide receiver in the 2024 cycle. What do you think it'll take to gain ground with recruiting versus our biggest rivals? So Michigan's done enough on the field. Obviously, they've um, you know won back-to-back Big Ten titles. They are in the college football playoff again. They have a legit chance to get back into a rematch with Georgia in the national championship. So they've done enough on the field. I think it's just mostly away from the field. So a few different things that I guess Michigan can do. Uh, one is avoid the NFL drama with Jim Harbaugh. I know he's shut it down already, but if he just continues to shut it down, doesn't entertain any offers or anything, any interviews this off season, that'll definitely be a plus. That was a big negative against Michigan early in the cycle. There's bound to be some type of staff movement, but if they can limit it to where it's not crazy like last year, where you had, you know, Ron Bellamy moving from defense to offense, you had. Uh, Jay Harbaugh moving to defense, you had new coaches come in like Mike Elston, you had two new coordinators come in and uh, some of those, you know, changes have been upgrades and that's great, but I think it hurt with the uh, relationship building early in the cycle. So if they can limit staff movement, that would be something of note. And then I think they definitely need to overhaul the recruiting department. Uh, Right now it's lackluster compared to some of their rivals, including, um, Ohio State, so I think beefing up the recruiting department could go a long way in assisting the staff. And last but not least, the most important factor is figuring out NIL. And I, I see Ohio State has had some troubles in that department as well, so it's definitely interesting. But um, Michigan has to has to have a plan to sell on the recruiting trail. Right now they have nothing really other than what players are earning and things of that nature. We have talked about a potential base salary that can be used as, as a selling point. And what I mean by base salary is, you know, every player on the roster has a set amount of money they're guaranteed to make every year. So if it's 50,000, then if you stay four years, you're guaranteed to make $200,000 as a player at Michigan on top of what else you can make, you know, with, with the deals you obtain with outside services. So that's something that they're working on. Uh, Hopefully it comes into fruition At some point in the near future, but they have to get some type of concrete NIL selling point that they can do on the recruiting trail. I'm not asking Michigan to be Miami or Texas A&M or a school like that, but they have to figure something out. I mean, it's one of those things where NIL isn't going away. Um, you know, I don't really enjoy covering NIL as much as people think that's all I talk about these days, but that's the world we live in, man. Like, I, I mean, I hate NIL to be completely honest. Like it's sucked the life out of, uh, some of the things I used to enjoy about this job, but you have to adapt and, you know, a lot of these recruitments are being determined by NIL, so Michigan has to figure out a plan and uh, and get that going on the recruiting trail. Let's go down to KS, and he says, "Can we get the latest updates on Noeda and Jaden Davis? Is Jair Hill pretty much a lock?" So, if you missed it earlier, I wouldn't say Jair is a lock. I think. Illinois losing Ryan Walters to Purdue definitely helps, but I, I feel good about my prediction there. So let's go ahead and address the first two guys. Enoetta uh, obviously has had some interest from the likes of Oklahoma, LSU, TCU, Michigan's highest rated commit in the class right now, number 119 overall nationally on the on three consensus. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh had a great in-home visit with him last week. I know those other schools have have stopped by to see him. As far as I know, he has no visits scheduled for this weekend. So if he goes nowhere, that's a huge positive for Michigan. Uh, if he goes to LSU um, or returns to Oklahoma or to visit Collins uh, in Miami or something, then I'd be uh definitely concerned, but as of right now, I have a lower concern level. Enno has a again a great relationship with the coaching staff. Mike Elston was back down there this week seeing him as well. So um I think things are looking pretty good there. I would expect uh Eno to stick with Michigan on national signing day next week. And then uh Jaden Davis, man, it's uh oof. It's been obviously a frustrating one to kind of sit back and, uh, and wait for Jaden, the, uh, top 100 quarterback out of the 2024 recruiting class, Michigan's biggest target for next cycle. So Jaden originally set a commitment timeline of before the end of the calendar year, we are obviously quickly approaching that. It looks like January is now more likely, um, But, man, it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back, and it's, like, one of those things where it's just super disappointing. So, like, this is such a random analogy, but I'm a big boxing fan, and, like, there's always fights that are, like, about to be scheduled, and then they're not scheduled, and you just are left with disappointment. That's kind of how I feel like everybody is uh, with the Jaden Davis recruitment. So if it does go past the calendar year and we're into January and there's still no set date, like early January, then I will continue to be concerned. I think NIL could become a factor. You had Clemson stop by his school to visit him not too long ago. Tennessee stopped by his school, um, the same day that Jim Harbaugh was there. So did Clemson. So, um, Yeah, I think this is uh, an interesting situation to watch. There's obviously something that's uh, holding back Jaden from uh, committing on the flip side of the coin, not to sound too negative. I still think Michigan is the clear leader here. Like, what other school am I really scared of? Like, Clemson's recruiting other quarterbacks. I mean, Tennessee, they already have Nico coming in this cycle, five-star quarterback. So. I mean, am I really afraid of North Carolina or Penn State? Like, no, not really. So, I mean, what other options am I scared of? You know, if I'm Michigan, you know, I, if I'm Michigan, I would honestly take a look at some other quarterbacks since this is uh, taking uh, a little longer than expected. Uh, Just so you don't end up with a a Dante Moore type situation where you put all your eggs in one basket. And I I know there's people that are going to say, well, it's still early. It's 2024. But yeah, you have quarterbacks flying off the board. I mean, Georgia has their guy. Bama has their guy. LSU has their guy. Ohio State has their guy. D.J. Lagway just came off the board as well. I mean, quarterbacks are committing early. They're being leaders of the class. And Michigan hasn't had a quarterback leading the class since J.J. McCarthy. They've gone back-to-back cycles with project quarterbacks. They had Alex Orgy and Jaden Denegal last cycle. They had Kendrick Bell this cycle. So they need Jaden Davis to be that early leader, to be the guy leading the 2024 class. So I know it's definitely frustrating for everybody that it's taking so long. But again, the good news is Michigan still has the lead here and the competition isn't very scary. It's not like Georgia's still in it. It's not like Alabama's still recruiting him hard. It's not like there's some crazy team throwing NIL money like uh, Texas A&M. So as things stand right now, I still like where Michigan stands, but the longer it goes, the more uh, concern I'll grow. But for now, you know, I'm just – chilling, waiting to see what happens on that front, waiting for him to set a, a commitment date. So once you have a commitment date locked in, and if it is for early January, then I think you can you know, pump the brakes there. Uh, we do have a lot of people on the uh, podcast tonight. Uh, we've increased to, it uh, looks like 350 viewers live right now. So it's a great opportunity to uh, remind you that, you can sign up for the if you are enjoying the show ten dollars until next football season at the wolverine.com gets you access to premium insider recruiting information team information the latest on the nil front transfer portal all that good stuff for just ten dollars until august of 2023 make sure to like this video we should have if there's 350 people in the chat we should have 350 likes so make sure to like the video if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel make sure to subscribe you'll get alerted every time we drop a new video which is basically every day these days and uh, with signing day right around the corner you're going to want to make sure to stay locked onto our youtube channel we'll have a couple of live shows during signing day it's going to be a lot of fun Let's go ahead and continue with um, the questions and let's go with Daniel G who doesn't have a question, but I'm going to spoil his comment because he says, let's go, let's see how long we can go without mentioning Nicholas Harbor. So Nicholas Harbor hasn't mentioned, but I'm going to go ahead and mention him because there's like three topics on Nicholas Harbor today, just kind of out of the blue. And uh, look, just to give you all a quick update on Nicholas Harbor, not a lot has changed. He's made back to back visits to maryland since the last time i saw him which was only a few weeks ago he has uh, more officials coming up he's not going to make a decision until the late period so don't expect to hear anything from him during the early period here in december he is waiting i think we'll know a lot more about harbor once jim harbaugh makes his in-home visit closer to his decision date we'll see if he comes back for an unofficial visit but michigan right up there in his recruitment i think all of Harbor's five finalists have reasons to be somewhat optimistic in this recruitment. So I, I think it's uh, continuing to be a marathon and not a sprint. So Michigan's going to keep working there. Ron Bellamy was in Washington, DC his area as well as uh, the primary recruiter for Nicholas Harbor. He was down there seeing him last week, but not a ton shaking with Nicholas Harbor right now. Okay. All right. We got our super chat. So, uh props on the use of the props on the use of the first use of the phrase low key that i don't find uh spurious all right i'm not sure exactly sure what your comment means but i appreciate the super chat thank you um maybe i look suspicious because i'm wearing my (laughs) Santa Marta hoodie um matt friss huge super chat i see that hutch has still disappointed and not made a super chat like horn or siren or something so you can throw tomatoes at our producer oh yes there we go we got a rick flair gift so yeah we, we just need the actual sound <laughs> but i appreciate that hutch thank you um is michael van buren realistic if jaden davis doesn't come um so good question yeah michael van buren is a prospect that i've been very very high on he is a fellow Top 100 quarterback, though, his rankings vary uh, greatly from site to site. As you can see, ESPN has him as a top 10 prospect overall. Uh, On three has him as the number 202 overall prospect, rivals as a top 100 recruit, and 24-7. Get out of here with your three-star ranking. Um, Michael Van Buren's a phenomenal talent, man. The thing that concerns me about the most about Michael Van Buren is his height. Uh, he is on the shorter side. I, I think 5'11 and a half may be a little generous, but he does have some of those Bryce Young capabilities. I covered Bryce Young closely uh, as an underclassman when I was on the Texas beat and uh, had an opportunity to see him play live in high school. And Van Buren has that kind of juice, man. He makes things happen with his legs. His escapability is terrific. He might not have the pure arm strength that Jaden Davis has, but he's very Accurate, uh, he's very cerebral. He's a guy that just moves the chains, um, gets things done consistently. And for being at a powerhouse like St. Francis, he actually didn't have a ton of weapons at his disposal at wide receiver. It's not like he had all these big time D1 level wide receivers. Now, St. Francis is loaded, don't get me wrong, they have guys all over the field that are going D1, but it they. Van Buren didn't have these marquee receivers like Jaden Davis has with Jordan Ship and Shannon Goodwin, and having Chris Peel in the backfield to throw little screens to as well. You know, Van Buren kind of carried the St. Francis offense this year. He was terrific when I saw him in game. He was great when I saw him in camp as well at the Under Armour uh, Future 50 event. In fact, that's usually reserved for upperclassmen. But they had a quarterback go down and uh, Under Armour flew Van Buren in on like a 48-hour notice or something. And he came out there and just tore it up against the best in 2023. He had a better performance there than Malachi Nelson who's a five-star this cycle. So Van Buren's the real deal, man. If uh, you can get around his height, there's a lot to like about his game. A lot to like about him as a kid too. just has that kind of Baltimore attitude, has the, the little accent and stuff. He's just a really cool kid as well um but I do think he would be realistic obviously he left Michigan out of his top schools no surprise Michigan hasn't been really recruiting him since they've been all in on Jaden Davis but if they circle back I still think there's a chance because of the St. Francis connection you know I know Biff's gone he's off to Charlotte uh so congratulations to him but there's still that St. Francis kind of you know pipeline to Michigan uh St. Francis has produced uh Blake Corum Derek Moore, Ayabi Oki, Nakai Hill Green. So there's guys that Van Buren is familiar with on campus, and he's been to campus before. He made an unofficial visit in the offseason, so it's not like he's completely unfamiliar. Plus, Michigan's a great program. They're coming off uh, another successful season on the field. It's Jim Harbaugh. He played quarterback at Michigan and in the league. He's had success coaching quarterbacks at the highest level. So, yeah, I do think Michigan could get back in it with Van Buren, if uh, things happen to fall through with Jane Davis, but appreciate your super chat, Matt Frisk with the big 999. We got another super chat, Brad G, no comment, just a super chat. So appreciate your contribution. Oh, look, Brad G came away uh, with a question after all. And he says, Jaden was aware of the NIL with Michigan this whole time. Why come this far and decide that it's a deal breaker? I'm not necessarily sure he's decided that it's a deal breaker as much as it might be getting pitched to him more and more. It might be becoming more relevant. Like someone asked me the other day, like, what do you think about the 2024 commits? Like, why aren't they really factoring NIL? It's because all these schools are so hyper focused. On 2023 and finishing out the class and getting those guys NIL deals and late flips and all that stuff. So once the shift focuses in on 2024 and these guys start to get NIL deals and I, I know quarterbacks a little different. It's more of an accelerated Uh, process. But once we see the move to 2024, we'll see how much NIL affects the current commits that Michigan has in 2024, the top end targets like Jaden Davis. Uh, But again, I think it's more so because It's becoming more relevant to him. He's becoming more relevant. 2024 is becoming more relevant because 2023, for the most part, is about to be over. The December period has become the new February. Like, it's national signing day on Wednesday. The late period is kind of just the late period. It doesn't have that same type of excitement that it normally has. That happens now in December. So um yeah, I just think maybe more schools have talked to him about it. Maybe he's taken a deeper look into it, especially with quarterbacks commanding as much NIL as they have been on the recruiting trail. But I think Michigan's biggest weapon when it comes to pitching NIL to Jaden Davis is JJ McCarthy. Right. JJ has been Uh, key in this recruitment he's been recruiting Jaden Davis to Ann Arbor Jaden's family and JJ's family has spent extended time together on his visits out there JJ uh, and Jaden have bonded well Jaden told me he looked up to JJ as a older brother type of figure so JJ can pitch hey this is what I make at Michigan if you're the starting quarterback here your money will come and not, not just the starting quarterback. JJ was making a decent NIL dollar, even as a backup when he was a true freshman. So I think getting JJ to really sell what he's made the NIL opportunities once you arrive on campus and how important it is to maintain a culture. I think JJ's the guy that's going to help Harbaugh win this recruitment. Uh, let's go down to um, Shadyville. 03. And he said, we've heard for over a year now that Bellamy is an elite recruiter. When will he be able to land his first big recruit? Um, Well, I mean, he was really key last cycle in helping Michigan get quite a few guys. A lot of that late stretch was uh, Bellamy doing uh, terrific work. Remember, he wasn't the wide receivers coach last year. He was in the secondary and Michigan had a, historic secondary hall so i thought he landed quite a few of the highly ranked guys last year i mean he was in on the recruitments of uh of will zeke berry keon sab like i mean he was all over the place last year he flipped a marion walker from notre dame now it has been a quiet cycle for bellamy but it's been a quiet cycle for the majority of the coaching staff, so I think Bellamy's going to be fine, Manny. He'll have a good 2024. Uh, there are a lot of talented 2024 wide receivers. I think the 2024 wide receiver class nationally is a lot stronger than the 2023 wide receiver class nationally. So uh, I know there are some big time guys out there that I really liked, You know, like Jalen Brown that that Michigan missed on, but I think 24 offers an array of options for Bellamy to land. And he's always going to be involved in local recruitments and his areas. I mean, there's a reason that Bellamy is the DMV recruiter. I mean, he is heavily involved in recruitment in Washington, D.C. and the state of Maryland. Uh, He is going to be a guy that they're going to have there often. And that's such an important recruiting area for Michigan. So I don't think there's any real concern with Bellamy as a recruiter at all, despite, you know, not really landing a big fish this cycle. Um, Alex Tucker says, who do you think will be the next three commits in 2024? That's a good question off the top of my head. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go with Blake Frazier would be one that comes to mind. He is a Michigan legacy. His father was actually Tom Brady's center At Michigan, Uh, he's had a couple of visits that he's really, really enjoyed. So I I like where Michigan's trending with Frazier. I like where they're trending with Brian Robinson uh, on 300 edge out of Ohio. There are some other schools that are really involved there. Penn State, Colorado just jumped in the mix with Coach Prime. Uh, But overall, I like what Michigan did this fall. I think the Wolverines have the lead in that recruitment for sure um God I know I'm missing like a ton of other guys but I'll just go with Jacob Odin as a local guy he's another Legacy recruit uh Rod Odin his father is the head coach at Harper Woods Steve Klinkscale's known Jacob since he was an infant and uh that's a true story I mean Klink's really known uh the Odin family for as long as Jacob's been alive so if Michigan makes an all-out push for Odin I think he... Will be an early commit in the class but this is off the top of my head i know i'm missing some guys for sure and i'll probably get crucified for that uh let's go down to shadyville O3 again he says the way the 2024 class is starting out can we stop blaming 2023 on nil hardball flirting with the nfl and losing both, both coordinators were huge and yeah i've said that you know i said that earlier but like i just finished saying you know, I don't think 2024 NIL has really started to take shape yet. I think you'll see a lot of recruitments shift gears and change directions as we head into the spring. So I think NIL could be even, you know, a bigger factor in 2024 or so. We'll see uh, how that goes. Let's go ahead and go to Newber, And he says, uh, any updates on Carmelo English? Uh, Ron Bellamy was on the phone with him this week. He is a maybe to visit this weekend. It's already Wednesday. So um, not looking too great on the visit front. I think if they get him back on campus and here's English four-star wide receiver out of Alabama. If they get him back on campus this weekend, then I think Michigan closes. If they do not get him back on campus this weekend, then I think Michigan still has a chance to win this recruitment, but it will be a little tougher. Kentucky seems to be the primary competition here. He likes the idea of playing in the sec. distance is a little bit of a negative against Michigan as was the climate, but he does have a great relationship with ron bellamy and uh he did enjoy his last visit for the game against penn state english has been you know pretty quiet but uh had a good in-home with jim harbaugh last week so we'll see things kind of shake out in the next week it looks like he will be making a decision in the next week so could be sometime uh during the early signing period or right before um looks like we are approaching 40 minutes. I told our producer we'd be out of here in 30. So let's go rapid fire unless you guys have a super chat. Um, We're going to go rapid fire and quickly answer a question. Mitchell Lee says, what does Michigan need to do to have a better class in 24 than they have in 2023? Kind of laid out the game plan earlier, avoid the hardball NFL drama, avoid a lot of staff movement, beef up the recruiting department and figure out NIL. Um, let's go ahead and go down to not call McKenna. He says, I feel like we've had an underwhelming 2023 class, but it looks like 2024 might be better for us with Jaden Davis and his two wide receivers. Many high four stars. Do you think we could see a stronger future? Yeah, like I said, if, if Michigan can get all their ducks in a row with NIL, if they can avoid all the off-season drama that usually comes with Michigan, Michigan always seems to be its worst enemy, then, yeah, I think everything will be fine. If they can get Jaden Davis on board, then that'll be great. A lot of ifs there, so we'll see how things kind of fall into place. But I am uh, a lot more optimistic about 24 than I am with 23. I'm sure uh, Jim Harbaugh and company will figure it out. And, uh, Simon Olson says Etta was live with Collins and Cabana last night for two hours, seemed hundred percent locked in, says he won't take any more visits. Yeah. Like I said, if he doesn't take any visits, then I am confident he will sign. Uh, Joe Dollar says any news on Daniel Harris when he decommitted from Georgia, I thought Michigan, Penn state and Ohio state were on him. Uh, he does have a brother that's in the portal. It looks like Penn state's gonna take him and in turn get Daniel Harris. So not a lot of movement for, um, not a lot of movement for Michigan on the Daniel Harris front. Uh, Bailey's Vlogs and More says, is it true that Dion is bringing in Mason Curtis for an official? So Dion Sanders, new head coach at Colorado, coach prime time, 49ers great, um, did offer Mason Curtis, but uh, Curtis cannot take an official visit because he is an underclassman. So will he make an unofficial visit in the offseason? Maybe, you know, I I know Dion has a lot of swagger, obviously. Uh, He is an NFL legend. His uh, style does appeal to recruits. So, wouldn't necessarily be surprising if Curtis does make a trip out there. Um, Let's go ahead and go down to NV Universe Seven. He says, so basically the twenty-three class is a failure. But EJ, who do you think Michigan is really pushing for in twenty twenty four right now? I mean, objective number one is getting Jaden Davis on board. He is the guy. I mean, others that pop up to mind as as really key priorities. Justin Scott, five star defensive lineman out of Chicago. Jim Harbaugh just saw him yesterday. Um that's going to be a guy that Michigan's all in on Jordan Marshall uh, running back out of Ohio's top of the board. There uh, came in for the game against Michigan state. He's a must land Jaden Davis's teammates. Obviously you have Channing Goodwin and Jordan ship at the wide receiver spot. I mean, they're uh, top priorities as well. So those are a few that just uh, pop up off the top of my head. Um, let's go ahead and go down. Last question. Uh, um let's see uh last question ks he says do you think there's a real chance with justin scott so like i just mentioned justin scott is very very high on michigan's wish list for next cycle uh one of the top defensive linemen in the country out of chicago like i said jim harbaugh saw him uh, yesterday I believe. And so, yeah, I I think there's a legitimate shot there. The thing about Justin is he's a really high academic kid, goes to a competitive. Uh, academic high school. He really enjoyed his visit to Michigan for the game against Michigan State. I expect him to be back to Michigan early in the offseason. Obviously, some stiff competition when you have such a highly touted recruit. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama are all high on his list. But I do think he's leaning towards staying in the Midwest early on. I think Michigan has just as good of a shot as Notre Dame and Ohio State. They offer a lot both on and off the field. And I think Elson and Harbaugh have done a great job at recruiting. Him so far, so that does our show, guys. I appreciate y'all joining me. It looks like we hit 400 live viewers, so that's great. Keep spreading the word, like this video, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, completely free. And one last reminder to subscribe to the Wolverine.com, just ten dollars until next football season. If you're already a subscriber, I appreciate it. And um, if, like I said, if you are a subscriber, you can also gift a subscription, perfect holiday gift right now with Christmas right around the corner hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you again the day before signing day tuesday we'll have our normal um zach libby and i podcast previewing national signing day so join us for that next week step into the world of power loyalty